guest today is Martina Jeromin, the CEO and co-founder of School Beyond Limitations. Martina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Blake. That's so kind of you to having me. Uh, we are going to be talking about self-directed learning options in Europe, both homeschooling-based options and alternative school-type options. But first, I'd like to give you a chance to introduce yourself uh, briefly, specifically, what is School Beyond Limitations and when did it get started? Well, um, let's start from the, you know, the recent history, uh, School Beyond Limitations uh, is a school, is an alternative and innovative school that has been created by myself and uh, by my partner, the co-founder, uh, Katarina Ferster, uh, because we realized that there is a need for something different to be put into, into reality also in Europe, but not only in Europe, uh, a school that is is going with the students uh, we were thinking especially of you know families who are moving around a lot or also divorced and separated families who have the problem uh, that their children can't stay with their respect, uh, respective parents the, 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 the way they would like to to uh, spend that time with and so we created a school that would go along with the students and that would have an, an you know, focus on a very holistic approach to learning. Um, I'm, let's say, um, so I go a little bit further back. I, I'm in education. I've been in education, working in education for more than 35 years now. I knew already as a child that I would become an educator. And so also my formal training was based on education. I, I hold a doctoral degree in pedagogy. And then later on, I also did a, PA, uh, a DBA, PhD in high education management. So I went through the entire systems, you know, um, and age levels as a teacher, as a principal, as a lecturer at university level. And I, I, I got to know a number of different learning systems, such as, you know, traditional uh, Systems. I'm originally from Italy, so I know the Italian system very well, and I also know the Austrian system very well because I, I I used to live very close to the Austrian border, and indeed one of my doctoral degrees I I did them in in Austria, um, and I grew up bilingual. So. Um, and and yes, and I also got to know the IB system. I worked in the IB system for a long time, and the Swiss system. And all you know, and of course, as as a, a researcher in 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 the education field, of course, I did lots of research in in diverse. Um, in diverse systems such as the Finnish system as well. I went to the US to have a look at the self-directed learning centers such as North Star. And, uh, and out of that, uh, you know, we created School Beyond Limitations only a few years, a few years ago. Actually, we are now embarking or we have embarked into our second official school year. And by now we have become also recognized by now. I mean, um, since uh, more or less, yeah, I think it's six months ago, we acquired um, an, an international accreditation uh, for recognized accreditation mm -hmm. for our school by now. Yes. Which I always find impressive if a school that emphasizes self-directed learning, like genuine amounts of self-directed learning can get, get accredited. I always wonder what the story is behind that because it's a Fairly rare thing. Um, and your school, you are based in, in Zurich, Switzerland. You and I met in person in uh, late August when I was biking through there. And uh, But School Beyond Limitations is an online school, correct? So you could join from anywhere in the world, potentially? You're right. Exactly. Was, yeah. Well, our base is actually in London. I'm sitting in, um, mainly in Zurich because I live in Zurich, but our school has been, has been founded in London, in the UK. And yes, basically since uh, the 
major pillar of our school uh, offerings and our educational offerings uh, is based online. Of course, our students can come from uh, a number of different places. We cater for the time being, we cater for students, of course, in Europe and in the Africas, in, in Africa and, and also in Asia. So currently we have students from Bangladesh, uh, including in Bangladesh and and. and um, a number of countries in in Europe, yes, and mm. more and more becoming, let's say, popular in 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 different countries outside of that. And of course, our aim is also, um, and our plan is to open a branch then in in the Americas, because the Americas, of course, is 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 the continent, and also New Zealand and Australia is a continent that we currently can't cater because of the time um, difference. Mm -hmm. We can cater six hours ahead of, our, of our Central European time uh, to the East, and we can also cater one hour to, to the West for the time being. And of course, uh, North-South is, is no problem at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh Great. So we're going to circle back to discuss School Beyond Limitations in a bit more detail later on. But the focus of this discussion is uh, really, really what the situation is in Europe. And we'll, we'll use the term Europe to broadly, you know, include the United Kingdom and, and you know, everything uh, around Europe, uh, essentially the the areas that you are serving with School Beyond Limitations, because this was a pretty big eye-opener for me when I started spending more time around Europe in 2017, uh, just how restrictive a lot of the laws and regulations are, even in countries where homeschooling is legal or where there are alternative schools. Um, it's just a very different world, a different ecosystem than the United States, where really like comparatively speaking anything is possible in the united states it, it is the land of milk and honey when it comes <laughs> to alternative educational options in yes. europe not so much so could you give us a little tour of of what the options are in europe at this moment for families with kids who are not loving it in traditional school whether public or private well, as you said, the the situation in Europe is is much more complex than in in other uh, in 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 uh, the United States for sure, right? I mean, first of all, we need to say uh, not only uh, the different countries have different uh, regulations and and laws about uh, education, but even in the countries themselves, the different counties have different regulations. Uh, you can apply that to Switzerland as much as to Germany, for instance. You know, just to give you an example, in in Switzerland we do have some counties that allow homeschooling. In quotation mark, um, uh, it's it's legal, so to say, but only for. A primary school students, um, parents are allowed to homeschool the students, you know, or, uh, you know, they have to, and in certain counties it's allowed, but one of the parents has to be, you know, an official teacher or has to, uh, yeah, has to be recognized as a, as a teacher in order to, to homeschool their children. And uh, in Germany, for instance, it's extremely regulated. Um, but even there, there are lots of differences between the counties, uh, especially during the pandemic lately. You know, some counties have become a little bit more more open towards uh, the the possibility for students to stay at home. Uh, and it's just one county for the time being that still allows students to uh, connect with school virtually, and it's part in Württemberg. And um, that means that, that, that there's no, uh, it's not mandatory anymore for the students to actually go physically to the school context, but still they have to do all their work and they have to undergo all the testing. And with regards, um, you know, to to this homeschooling aspect, we may say there are some some countries that are uh, where homeschooling is 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 legal, but as you rightly said, it's really restricted with regards to uh, how how uh, you know you have to um, as a as a parent or as a family 
you have to adhere to what uh, the, the the state regulation system actually expects you to do to stick to the syllabus such as you know you have to work together in countries like um like France and like Austria and like uh, Spain and Portugal and many more where you just need to always uh, connect with with the authorities in order uh, to, uh, you know, pursue and make sure that the syllabus, the state syllabus is, is actually uh, fulfilled, mm -hmm. you know. And while, for instance, in, in a country like Italy, homeschooling is legal and, and students have to undergo the final cycle uh, exams, such as the final cycle exam of primary school, right after five years of primary school and of middle school after uh, three years of middle school so that's more related to the cycle and it's more liberal so to say in countries uh, uh, in english-speaking countries such as um, ireland and 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 united kingdom where there is more you know more openness towards mm -hmm. that. Um, and um, the Eastern European, I mean, in Russia, for instance, homeschooling is, is legal uh, as well, while in, in a majority, in the majority of Eastern European countries, it's not. So it's illegal. Mm. You, you have to go, you have to go to school, whether this is Bulgaria or Romania, you mm -hmm. know. Um, in Poland, for instance, it's possible, but you still have to, as I said before, like, with with Austria, you have to uh, really work closely with with the authorities, and you know, mm -hmm. um, and and make sure that the syllabus is 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 fulfilled. You know, during during this homeschooling aspect. But you were also referring to you know alternatives to traditional schools. Of course, there are alternatives to traditional state schools. Many many alternatives in all the countries. You know, private schools uh, are just flourishing in many countries because there is the tendency, and I don't want to. You know, it's it's really really, um, again, very complex because if I'm talking about Finland, for instance, in Finland, uh, parents uh, and also in the Nordic, I think in, in the Scandinavian countries uh, as a whole, parents seem to be quite happy with what, uh, you know, the, the education, the state education system mm -hmm. is offering. So, in the, especially in Finland, and as we all know, Finland is at the forefront of, of education anyway, and, and many countries see Finland as, 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 as the role model for educational um, change and uh, innovation. Um, just uh, to make another example about Finland, which is really brand new about uh, the Finnish system uh, and which we also have in, in integrated into school bill limitations is actually the the fact that there are that they have uh, gotten away from categorizing you know the learning into subject areas they they don't have any more you know um scheduled uh, times for uh, math and 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 history and geography they they approach uh, learning more out of of an inquiry based uh, learning a uh, project based learning approach uh, um, and that's that's innovative about finland but getting back to the alternatives you were asking for. Yes, in Finland, for sure, there uh, is not such a big, uh, um, you know, demand for uh, alternative education because because uh, the majority of, of, of the population just believe in what, you know, in the education system and they are very happy with what they are receiving by the state. And uh, that implies also a very uh, huge, you know, status of, status of teachers. Teachers are seen as some, yeah, they have a very... Uh, very highly um, um, valued reputation in Finland and in Scandinavia, I would say, as a, as a whole. Uh, while in other states, you know, there is the tendency by many middle-class parents, and not only, um, uh, to, to look for something else for their, for their children because they see that uh, in a number of states, like you know, I, I would I would really say in many counties in in Germany, also in Italy, somehow you know, also in less in Austria, but still, 
you know, it's uh, the, the syllabus is, and, and the approach to learning is so much based on standardization. And also in the UK, it's standardized. Standardization, the syllabus is extremely, you know, uh, laid out uh, mm-hmm. in all the details uh, with regards to the what, you know, like Sinek, uh, you know, Simon Sinek was always saying about the golden circle, you should actually think of the gold, of, of the why instead of the what. But mm-hmm. if you look at the syllabus of many, many countries, it's not based on the why, it's based on the what, what are we doing? And it's about, especially in secondary school, right? It's about memorizing content and doing things just for the sake of doing them and and and, and ticking them off for the standardized uh, testing. And then nobody cares about whether students still uh, retain their learning afterwards or not. It's just more this ticking off. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of discussion in the U.S. about standardized tests, and there has been for a long time. But what I've come to see is that testing is actually way bigger in Europe. And uh, when we talk about standardized tests in the U.S., we're usually talking about two different things. We're talking about these local level tests that, or they may be federal level also, that assess a school's um, academic progress throughout the years, and it's usually tied to funding for the school. And then we also talk about the college admissions tests, the SAT and the ACT tests. And it seems like um, there's this sort of separation between college admissions tests and and schooling in the United States, such that you can be a homeschooler or you can go to a radical alternative school and then you can decide, okay, I want to study for this college admissions test and you can do it on your own. You can go buy the books, you can find a tutor, you can get lessons online um, and then you can prepare for it and you can sign up for the test and it has nothing to do with school. Whereas in, you know, I, I was thinking of, of the UK, I spoke there for a group of homeschool teenagers and their parents in 2017. And a lot of the parents during the Q&A said, you know, it's just really difficult to continue homeschooling through the teen years because if my kid wants to have the option of going to college, they have to take these A-level examinations, these these GCSEs. And in order to do that, they have to go to high school for at least the, the last, I think it was two years and, and that's very similar to the situation in Germany, where if you want to go to university, you absolutely have to do your abitur, which is like a GCSE test. And to do the abitur, you have to go to school. I, I'm familiar with some, some small experiments where students are trying to band together and study for their, their abitur independent of school, but that's just you know an extremely rare outlier. It, it seems like there's this, this tight connection between the school system and having a chance to go to university. But do you think, it, first of all, did I get that correct? And second of all, do you think that that is pretty representative of, of all European countries? Yes, I would say so, yeah. uh, through the Bologna process, right? I mean, it's-, it's I don't know it, what that is. It, What's the Bologna process? Uh, well, the Bologna reform that is going back to the, you know, to the organization of tertiary education, where they came to the conclusion, you know, together in 1997, I think, if I recall it well, um, uh, at, at the European level, they, uh, you know, there was the idea by policymakers to actually adjust, you know, the tertiary education approach uh, and bring it in, in into harmony across Europe. So the first three years, the bachelor degree and then the master degree, and you know, and 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 as a requirement for that, of course, it was clear that you know the end of secondary school. Uh, exam has to be undertaken, whether this is Abitur in Germany, whether this is Matura in Austria, in, in, in Switzerland, or Maturita in Italy, you know, call them A-levels in, in the UK, as you rightly said, you know, it's really this secondary secondary school um, diploma, and without that, and it's, yeah, you're right, it's tied into schooling, that it's not, it's not, uh, let, let's put it that way, um, um, in in the European uh, in the European field, uh, so to say, and also that's been kind of a harmonisation uh, across the countries. Uh, and the, the, the mandatory uh, school age um, is is actually sixteen years of age. Until sixteen years of age, 
in, in European countries and in Switzerland, it's 15 years of age. Uh, students are meant to attend school, go to school, right? Homeschooling is just a side effect and nobody actually talks uh, necessarily uh, about it. You know, I myself, although being an educator, you know, I remember um, when I started to teach and I'm talking now of, of 35 years back when I started to teach. Uh, we, 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 were, we were trained uh, with the notion that students who are not coming to school, that we have to, uh, we have to call the, uh, the police, the authorities, so that they would fetch the, the children at home in order for them to be taken to school, you know, and that was... Um, I'm talking about 30 years back, and in certain countries, it's still like that, you know. If parents were not to send their children to school in Switzerland or in certain counties in, in Switzerland and in Germany, then the Jugendamt, you know, the, the social authorities would, 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 uh, would, would uh, find out what's going on and would make sure that the students uh, go to school. Of course, there are always ways to get out of that, right? So we can, and, and, and lately, and lately, uh, homeschooling has become a little bit more, um, 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 interesting for for uh, not only outliers as you call them or people who are really radically uh, thinking differently it has become much more of of an or alternative schools have have become much more uh, of 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 a desire a wish by many many parents you know because uh, as i said before they are not net, they uh, parents are not anymore very happy with what what uh, school expect their expects their children to do because they realize that their children they they get burned out in in many ways they sometimes they you know they can't uh, pursue their own interests they they lose uh, their their joy for learning they lose their curiosity they become um um yeah they become kind of um, they don't find this their place in 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 their in their in in society anymore, and they just see that there's something uh, going completely wrong, right? And then there is now a little bit more of a of pressure, I would say, by many parents who actually really decide to undertake different uh, different pathways. Uh, and I just was uh, was told recently by a family who. Uh, got in touch with the school beyond limitations who told me that they have a German family that this family has decided by themselves to actually take the risk to take their children out of school because uh, the county would not uh, uh, make a, a, an appeal about it anymore because they the county would be um, very afraid of of losing you know, of losing this uh, um, this cause because of uh, you know there is this discrepancy between the regulations and the constitution. And if if you have a great lawyer, you know, who can support you re really well, there is this uh, discrepancy because mm -hmm. uh, the constitution tells more or less in all the uh, liberal and democratic countries that it's actually the parents. Uh, are the safeguarders of you know um, of of their children, mm -hmm. and they decide what what their children about education, about the well being of their children. And if I, as a parent, see that my child is completely unhappy, uh, and not only unhappy, is actually becoming ill <laughs> mm -hmm. due to certain situations, then it's my duty as a parent. And this family said to me, it's my duty to take this child out because it's it's deteriorated so much and in the constitution it says i have to take care of my child because of the well-being of my child mm -hmm. you know and and so i think um um something is 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 um slowly but surely changing although i would say in comparison to the us and again i'm i'm saying this as a very short 
you know, a visitor of, of different systems in the U.S. I haven't lived there, but I'm in constant contact with, with um, um, Ken Danford, for instance, and uh, others uh, about, about education. Uh, but I think that, you know, in comparison to the United States, people in Europe um, still are kind of paralyzed by their fear of uh, uh, what will going to happen if, uh, if I may take my child out of, of, of this system, you know. Um, yeah, and, and just to, to comment on that, um, this reflects um, a, a primary concern of a lot of, of Germans who I've met who are more in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, who are very, um, when we talk about America and Germany, um, you know, the first thing that comes up is, oh, America must be this Mad Max dystopian hellscape where everyone just, you know, people are dying on the streets and everyone is carrying guns. And, and you know, they say, I would never want to live there because, you know, Germany has such a superior uh, social security system. And, and there's a lot of investment. There's a lot of faith in, in the social security system here of which you know schooling is a large part university is publicly subsidized you pay a few hundred euros a year to go to university um, you know better unemployment benefits uh, you know child maternity and paternity leave retirement that kind of stuff and so I, i'm wondering do you think that this general european attitude towards schooling which you described as um you know probably not going to going to change radically anytime soon even though it's it, it, there are these little indicators of change. Do you feel like this is tied into the the, the German approach, excuse me, the, the European approach to governance in, in general? Um, well, you know, it's, it's a complex question mm -hmm. and uh, maybe there is not just one right answer to that complex question, but I would, I would guess that culture, right? Uh, not a guess. I mean, it's, it's clear that culture and histor history, you know, and historical background and the way we have been brought up has a very huge conditioning impact on ourselves, you know, and that's for sure. You know, it's a different way of having brought, having been brought up, and and certainly uh, getting rid of that is not easy. And as you said, it's not just you know we we have to view it from a very uh, holistic point of view. We have certain, uh, let's say, uh, uh, in quotation marks, certain benefits such as, as the social system, as you said before. You know, which of course. Um, uh, is in, in ingrained and embedded in in the DNA of of European people for sure, right? And that education is nearly for free, as you rightly said. You know, in certain countries like in Austria, you and also in Italy, you don't pay uh, nearly anything. You know, it's really uh, a few bucks. You know, that you uh, even university. So you can't really compare that with the with the American dream. You know, where uh, high Education, uh, for instance, costs such a huge amount of money. I remember my husband himself, he went to do a master's degree, an MBA at, the Col at Columbia University uh, a few decades ago, you know, and, and, and how much money he had to invest in that and how long it took him to actually pay that money back, you know. <laughs> And it's just, uh, but, but again, you need to have a different kind of mindset. And I think, uh, yeah, a, cu a cultural background, a uh, social background, historical background make a big, big difference. But there is the call. People just realize, you know, that that um, they're 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 they're. They start looking at things from a more uh, from a broader point of view. And and if you if you are a parent, you know, the first thing as a parent, I'm a parent myself of a, of a grown up. And, and the first thing you are thinking of uh, uh, for your child is to giving your child the best education ever. And, uh, uh, and there is now, start, I, I feel there is a starting a paradigm shift, you know, also with regards to what is the best education. Is the best mm. education really the education of standardization and standardized uh, curricula? 
or is the best education something where I allow my child to be to really uh, you know um, work on on his or her why in order for this his or her why uh, to come to fruition and to learn as much as possible so that this person can can uh, you know f- uh, make a contribution in life and live his and her life to 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 her best or his best calling uh, in order to have all the soft skills in order to navigate you know uh, the, 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 the the challenges but also the beautiful aspects that life is offering um, a human being in such a way mm-hmm. that that you can generate something create something that you can see yourself as a as a free human being that 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 has a certain um also responsibility but not only a responsibility also the, the desire to 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 yeah to be to be this unique uh, unique being in in in, in yeah. society yeah and in the united states it the approach that we take uh, the way i see it is that we give families and also private entities like people who are going to start alternative schools as much autonomy and latitude as possible of course it's different uh, state by state you know new york state has many restrictions and expectations placed on homeschoolers california texas virtually none um you know we give families lots of options and, and possible directions to fulfill that that mission that you just described, and it feels like uh, maybe paralleling the, the the social systems in Europe, there there you are not allowed to go to the the extremes and the fringes in Europe. Kind of everything gets pushed more into the middle, and more people take the same path. You were talking about the Finnish public schools earlier. I remember a few years ago at a dance event, I met a Finnish public school teacher who told me that, yeah, our schools are great uh, in many ways. They, they fulfill many of these progressive ideals. And at the same time, they're all the same. Like every single public school in Finland is essentially the same. And she said, and that's a problem because for some kids, they just don't fit into this one model. It's kind of like saying, okay, what if we had a, a wonderful, well-resourced Waldorf school you know, and, and that became our default model. You know, great, that might work for a lot of kids, and it, it's still not going to work for some. And so, this is what I see as the the power of the the North American approach, which is just laying the, the table, you know, wide open for all these different possible uh, approaches. It, what do you think about that? Does this feel a bit too like American Wild West cowboy? here uh, from your perspective as someone who has grown up in Europe and lives in Europe? Well, you know, I, I, I can't give you a clear yes or a clear no. Mm. I really believe, I think it's, it's, it's about uh, putting the student in the center and, and, and just thinking of each single student to be able to uh, flourish to the best. And you're right, you know, there are students who do pretty well in a bigger context in classes that are, uh, that have a class size of 30 or 25, like in Finland, they're quite big class sizes, right? But there are students who really need um, just a very, very quiet environment. Uh, I, I, I believe, um, you know, uh, that's why for School Beyond Limitations, it was uh, uh, maybe because that's also coming from my personal background, you know, as an educator, as a, as a principal of school, head of school, that there is this kind of quality assurance. And, and that's why we wanted to be recognized also as a school, because, you know, giving mm-hmm. this recognition and this understanding, yeah, we operate um, kind of like a school officially, you know, that gives you also this, although it's extremely personalized and whatever, uh, you know, it give, gives you also an understanding that that there is always quality assurance um, um, guaranteed, and and the quality assurance is 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 not necessarily based on standardization. You know, of 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 doing tests, but there are lots of different other 
possibilities of quality assurance if if I see the the, the individual development of, of of a student and how it progresses, you know, over over weeks and months and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would not, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think what's very important and 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 I. I uh, it's is is this holistic education where there's the understanding of the beauty of the of of the self uh, but embedded in a bigger picture so that there is also this responsibility um and and the student starts to understand i'm i'm navigating as one one important you know important being out in 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 a society and it makes a difference what what I bring to the table so that there is this kind of responsibility. It's not ju- just, um, you know, based on, uh, it's not based on selfishness, you know, uh, on ego driven selfishness. It's based on, 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 uh, on this uh, this understanding that at the end of the day, uh, each person brings makes makes a difference, and and each person can really, um, yeah, can 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 uh, bring about about change because uh, he and she's in in interwoven in the system uh, of of uh, yeah of possibilities you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i i just see that way and i'm i'm not uh, enough of of an expert with regards to the american uh the american uh learning opportunities and um, you know uh, the only thing i would i would put a question mark on is how much is each person embedded in 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 a clear uh you know inside that uh uh, whatever I do has an impact also on the other person. So this, this, um, that's why for school beyond limitations, you know, this holistic aspect, this, this personal development aspect, emotional intelligence and development aspect is so important where it goes, where we start from three different dimensions. There's this, but then there is the other, and then there is the bigger society around it, you know. Mm. And it's about awareness. Awareness. It, it's about compassion. It's about engagement. You know. It's it's yeah. those three elements, three dimensions, three domains. If 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 we may, yeah. I mean. It, and it feels to me like you are describing the, the the general principles of holistic education or progressive education. And just what stands out to me in my mind as you're saying all this is that. It, the, the American culture of, of alternative education, homeschooling, really is representative of this, this notion of rugged individualism and this, this idea of don't tread on me. Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't tell me what to do. I mean, a, a phrase that I've used many times in my talks and in my book uh, is from C.S. Lewis, of all you know, tyrannies, the, the most oppressive may be the one that the, the tyranny, which is created with the, the best interest of, of its victims in mind that I just butchered that paraphrasing, but I think you get the idea. Um, you know, good, good intentions can, can pave the road to hell. And so I, I think a lot of people coming from the U S context, when they hear, you know, this notion of like, well, you can do what you want, but as long as we guarantee certain outcomes, just that phrase right there um, will feel like, ooh, somebody's going to tell me what to do. Um, mm-hmm. And earlier this year, I had uh, this Harvard professor, Elizabeth Bartholet, and uh, another woman named Rachel Coleman, uh, both of whom are advocates for much more stringent regulations of homeschooling in the United States, definitely, you know, I think they would both agree that we need to move in the direction of what is more normal in Europe. And they largely did this from a child welfare, like physical and and psychological welfare perspective, but also uh, Elizabeth Bartholet had a lot of concerns about, you know, the kids' socialization, the kids, you know, being exposed to academics, kind of the normal criticisms of homeschooling. And I brought them on because I thought they, especially Ms. Bartholet, uh, made some really uh, powerful arguments that we need to take seriously. And you would not believe the pushback I got for having them on this show, Martina. Mm-hmm. It's it's really? like, how could how dare you, you know, 
platform. This is what I think someone said in an iTunes review or a- Apple podcast review. How dare you, you platform, you know, a critic of homeschooling. And I thought, oh, oh my gosh, we really are so different mm-hmm. in the U.S. And, and, and I am different too. I, you know, my default beliefs are so outside the norm. If we're just talking, if I'm talking with people about education here in Europe, like people just look at me with a raised eyebrow, like, oh, uh, well, that's kind of nuts what yeah. you're describing. But but it's it's interesting. So you can keep talking, Blake. Um, and so, okay, I want to ask you one more question about the alternative education scene in general in Europe, Martina, and then I want to um, refocus on School Beyond Limitations and talk a little bit more about that. Uh, but here's my, my last big question. Uh, where do you think would be the best place to be an unschooler in Europe? If you wanted to be a, a homeschooler with maximum freedom to self-direct, which country would you advise a family to establish res- residency in? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a, a very easy question. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very easy question. I think uh, uh, there are a number of countries where you can certainly say it's it's somehow um, f- very feasible to to work uh, very closely even with the authorities it's not a problem you know so i wouldn't i wouldn't say that's a big problem then you know for instance to be in austria or to be in italy or to be uh, in france or to be in portugal or you know or in denmark or, or in, there are many you know many many countries where one could actually uh, have uh, his or her base maybe maybe um there is a tendency of being uh, even freer you know in in the united kingdom and in ireland as i said said before um yeah because uh, because there is not this uh, request of working so closely together all the time with uh, you know with the authorities with regards to with regards to um yeah collaboration making sure that somehow the syllabus is 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 respected you know so i think maybe the the english speaking countries in the first place um i i just would like to go back to what you mm-hmm. were saying before because i i had this uh this impulse to, or or this intuitive moment to to say something about it, you know, where you say, you know, you are seen as somehow uh, as an alien for Europeans, and mm-hmm. at the other side, you you encountered these problems uh, with uh, with because you invited uh, these two uh, experts uh, uh, who um, appear to be critics of homeschooling at, um, by by your community. Um, you know, I really believe what's also very important is, and what we are doing at School Beyond Limitations is, is looking at things from different angles. So, uh, and what 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 school context can provide is really seeing things not only from your own personal perspective and 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 opening up. You know, having this open mindedness that allows you to look at things. But by not judging, by just looking and observing and and taking this um, more academic, you know, and objective uh, view uh, on on things, and I think that's also very, very, very um, um, important, and not only important, very valuable of having a a, a, a let's say a learning context around you uh, where you. Do not you don't get directed, but you get guided towards something new, towards something you have wouldn't have considered otherwise. Because if you just pursue your own specific interests at your own pace, without any guide at your side, and without any um, exposure to other people, uh, I'm not only talking about so- socialization here, right? Uh, I'm talking about the the broadness of of what is actually possible out there and if i hear what what is amazing to see also uh, in our context that school beyond limitations is just the the beauty of learning that's taking place by 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 watching the students how they respectively you know um do inspire how they inspire one another um and how the teacher mentors help the, the students broaden, you know, their field of expertise, their field of interest. Uh, 
out of a non-judgmental mind of, of, of looking at things, what else is possible? Mm-hmm. What else can I do? And uh, is, it was my idea of homeschooling, for instance, was it just, you know, um, um, an idea of my bringing up? How can I see, see or watch homeschooling from a different angle? How can, can I see education from a different angle? How, what would suit my, uh, my 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 own needs the best embedded in in a bigger context you know because at the end of the day we are social beings and at the end of the day we we all have this this call for as i said before to bring something into this world whether this is a small thing or bigger thing it doesn't matter but we are there we always feel that right from our soul that's why holistic education is so important we actually know what is what is good for us and if we are getting really good at that we can bring so much um mm. we can contribute so much to mm. to the lives of others yeah yes i think you would be hard pressed to find someone who disagrees with that, Martina, (laughs) at least someone listening to this podcast. So um, tell me what the experience of a student is like at school beyond limitations. And I want to ask you the, my favorite question to ask if anyone who's running any sort of school program or educational program, what's required and what's not like, what can the student genuinely say no to and opt out of at your school? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know what they can say no to. I mean, at the moment when they would harm somebody else, that's no, right? <laughs> For sure. No, uh, what, you know, we don't have, uh, we don't call them rules uh, at School Beyond Limitations, but we start a school year uh, by um, working on, on shared agreements, where which will then which uh, define the, 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 the collaborative spirit of school and also the, the mission of school beyond limitations. And the students uh, don't only have a say in that, the students actually then, um, you know, vote on that, they, 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 you know, and, and they make it clear that this is important, such as, for instance, you know, I make a very, a very uh, simple um, example, you know, one of the agreements uh, that has been um, written by the students together with the parents and 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 teacher mentors was uh, or is. Um, I always share my feelings openly with anybody, you know, so they are invited to if they are if they are not in a good shape in on one day, they just communicate. They learn how to how to communicate so that, you know, um, their peers and also teacher mentors, you know, um, just can look at that and they realize that it's also okay, you know, it's, uh, it's part of the process of, 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 of life, right? So school, beyond limitations and life, so to say, go hand in hand. And uh, if you are talking about uh, what do students say, I can make, I may give you an example of a new student of this year and uh, of this year when this is just the fourth week of of, of school and this student uh, she's new to the school context comes from a you know um, under underwent uh, private schooling as well as uh, as as well as traditional standardized schooling um <clears throat> so um brings uh, a number of uh, um different years of experience in different school contexts uh, the student is um, turning 15 and 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 she was so enthusiastic on saturday saturday and sunday we don't have any school taking place and sat- saturday morning she writes me a very 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 long whatsapp message telling me how enthusiastic she is about school beyond limitations and how she can't stop talking about school beyond limitations and she talked to a friend of hers who is currently in the traditional system for four hours and and her um, her friend is so taken aback that she can't believe what she's doing and and she's so excited you know her friend is so excited and so she would like to join us and she has already convinced her parents and so forth so this is the spirit that is a little bit happening and i'm talking here of a student who actually came in her and um, during her application process they go through different steps and 
and and and and she was uh, defining herself uh, uh, to be to be a very you know shy person who doesn't talk and who just observes and 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 she talked about her interests and so forth and now she's so extremely already after one week she was so talkative high achiever right always wants to always offers more you know and inspires others and and yeah and and can't stop talking and or yeah i could give you yeah well that's a nice advertisement um martina but you still haven't told me what actually happens like what's the student experience at school beyond limitations on the website i see that there are lessons that take place every day from 9 a.m until noon and um you are preparing them for an accredited degree and preparing them for these higher level exams. And so can a student, for example, say they don't want to join a daily lesson, the, the daily three hour lessons, or, or, or would that lead to the student eventually leaving the school? Cause they're just not the right fit. Well, you know, uh, first of all, um, out of experience, we can say that students actually just love <laughs> to come to school. They don't want to miss school. They actually say when they have, you know, we also have our uh, school holidays, of course, you know, that they can't wait that school starts again or they are uh, sad when school ends. <laughs> so from that point of view, uh, but uh, to go uh, to go back to your question, I probably I misunderstood before. Yeah, we do um, no one is kicked out you know no one is kicked out if they don't uh, if if they're if they communicate if they inform because one of the agreements is that we inform the reason why we are not coming to school uh, you know and and again it's not there is a structure they, they 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 do meet on a daily basis from monday to friday for 3 hours you know but that's that's just the starting point for their learning and their learning they take their learning beyond that that they they also get each student gets a at least, at least, and I'm saying at least because um, at the end of the day, it's even more. They get they get one uh, um, individual coaching every week by their teacher mentor, and of that, if they, you know, it's it's very personalized. So uh, also the students, the classes are not categorized according to age groups; they mm-hmm. are mixed. So we may have uh, we have one one class this year. Um, where the students are, uh, the, the, the mix is from 17 to 10 in one class. In the other class, we have from 9 to 15, you know. And, and so it's, it's, it's diverse. It's very diverse. And since it's personalized, uh, of course, we may have one student who will have to be or not will have to, whose option and desire and choice it is to get prepared for a final year exam like uh, IGCSEs or A-levels. Or, this is new, we also prepare now because we have established a collaboration now with the, with the German partner school for, for the German, you know, the German um, um, diplomas. Um, so we, we, we personalize that program for each student. So each syllabus, each student has his, her, uh, personal, uh, let's say, learning learning syllabus, and that that grows organically, right? That grow, grows organically. But our teacher mentors know exactly where where their journey may 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 lead them. So, so hmm? let me ask a maybe a more specific question, Martina, because I want to get a feeling for like w- within the, re- the the context and the, the limitations of the kind of European educational ecosystem. I want to know how much self-direction is possible because it seems like you have created this program that is, is trying to give a kid as much autonomy and flexibility as is possible within the context. But, but here's a specific question. If a kid came to you and said, I hate school, I want to sign up for your program, but I just, I, I want to focus on this one thing for the whole year. I'm really into, let's choose something that, that is kind of, you know, academics friendly here. Uh, I'm really into physics and I'm 14 years old and I want to spend my entire year studying physics. Please don't make me study anything else. Like would you be able to accommodate this kid uh, at your school or, and do you know of, of, you know, any other types of schools that, that might be able to, to do that? 
Well, you know, uh, first of all, we would have to look at uh, the attitude of the student. Is it just, you know, this kind of closed attitude, narrow-minded attitude that I don't want to even look into philosophy because physics is interrelated with, you know, philosophy is interrelated with mathematics, is interrelated with history, you know. So uh, we would have a conversation on that, you know, and then if the student... Uh, uh, then sees, yeah, my main focus is physics, but I also see the, the, the possibilities of opening up towards something else, you know, because open-mindedness is uh, is certainly one of our values, right? And uh, but, but Martina, is open-mindedness in this context just code language for saying you have to do what we do? No. What we no, tell no, you no. to do? Okay. No, 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 Go no, on. no, exactly. Yeah, so certainly, uh, I mean, just to give you an idea, uh, yeah, if this is the the, 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 driving force of a student, we will go with the driving force of, of the student by, by, by giving the student the possibility of looking at other things as well, you know, because uh, the student will be, uh, in, you know, involved in learning together with peers and he will get inspired by their projects mm -hmm. and by their interests as well and he and she or she will be also inspired by you know where the teacher mentors will 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 think uh, you know of of possibilities of going as well you know so it's just opening but we would not say no that's wrong actually no we take the interest very seriously and we actually have currently a student who could um, undergo final exams at the end of the school year. But this student said, no, I'm not interested. I would like to take my time for this and this and this this mm -hmm. year. And I will see what will going to happen next year, right? Because one of our core missions is also entrepreneurship. So um, it's, it's, it's academia is, of course, important, but maybe that's also something where, we, where, where a paradigm shift may uh, take place in the future, you know? It's, it's more about what can I create out of my, you know, of my energy already? And, and, and so if, if it's not a final year exam, it's not a final year exam, you know, mm -hmm. of course. No, but what we want to say is that we are ready to do that too. And we have done it already. And our, you know, uh, and our approach has, 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 uh, uh, has, proven to be to be uh, mm -hmm. a successful approach in this area as well and, and but me, just very quickly oh, go ahead yes just very quickly to say but if it is the student who says i want to do that because in this specific case the student uh, knows exactly she wants to uh, go and study at oxford university right and and then it was her to decide i want to undergo these exams because i want to do this and there is another energy behind it then right because it's the driving force of the mm. student and the teacher is there and teacher mentors are there to sustain and support the student to get there yeah and there is a lot of self directed learning of course taking place because mm -hmm. it's it's the student's wish and that's a different energy that's a completely different energy. And that's a student who is embedded in, 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 a, in a context where there are uh, children of, of another age and of other interests as well, and teens of other interests as mm -hmm. well. Mm. Yeah. And, and of course, the, you know, the example of going to Oxford University, that, that would require probably a bit more uh, disassembling just because that's, it, it, it's so likely that that goal uh, is influenced, uh, probably influenced heavily by a kid's parents and by their their society you know that that's such a, a conventional marker of success right there i, I believe it, it takes a little extra time to to see whether this is a genuinely uh kind of self-driven goal or, or not but i agree that when it is then um yeah that can work beautifully in, and in exactly the, and in this case it is right because yeah. we even did the following because as you rightly say, it may be influenced and conditioned by whatever, you know, uh, society, uh, family, as you said before. And what we do in such a case, you know, if there is already a clear outlook, you know, for the future, we actually invite the student to go and, and, and visit the place and to talk to people. Mm -hmm. And if families go with, with, with a student, fine. If the families don't go, we even, as School Beyond Limitations, accompany the students. So mm. in, in this case, I personally went with a student to, 
to have uh, conversations at Oxford University so that she could <laughs> That's actually, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, but but you know this this is it because uh you know, it has to be an internal fire, you know, it has to be clear. It's not because it's Oxford, it's not because it's this or that, you know, but if it's really, a, 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 you know, your passion, because you want to, you want to undertake that, then, you know, there is such a motivation behind you. It's, it's like this innate, you know, this intrinsic motivation that just gets you there. Of course, uh, with the support, you know, of, of, of people, if you have questions and not only, you know, sometimes it's also pastoral care, sometimes it's just um, time man management, you know, there are a lot leadership, there are so many aspects that are involved in this. And that's why the, the, the weekly coaching is so important. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I think I've had this, this skepticism of the terms holistic education and progressive education as it grow, um, as I've learned more about self-directed learning and the, what I consider to be these, these very self-directed alternatives, because I think Peter Gray wrote a great article in his psychology today blog about the difference between self-directed education and progressive education in that there's still a lot of control inherent in progressive education and that control might come in the form of a white glove instead of a, a bald fist of, you know, like more conventional school systems. But that's just uh, something that's been on my, my kind of mental radar um, in this conversation. And, and, but I also understand that in, in Europe, it's, you know, when people talk about self-directed learning or they talk about alternative education, the first thing that everyone talks about are, are Montessori schools and Waldorf schools, you know, the, mm. the classic progressive holistic alternative schools. And that's sort of the gold standard. I think Waldorf, especially here in Germany for, for what a self-directed alternative looks like. And, and because of the laws and because of the, the kind of societal norms being really radically self-directed is is not that possible. Like there are some Sudbury schools, you know, I've heard of there, there are some democratic free schools, but there's nothing like a North star. There's nothing like an, an agile no. learning center uh, in, in anywhere in Europe, as far as I can tell. And so I also, I don't want to be too, um, I don't want to rush to, to judgment of, um, I guess the holistic or progressive approach, because that really might be the best that you can do to support someone as a self-directed learner in the European context. Yeah, well, you know, it, it depends on, on again, on how one uh, looks at, uh, you know, progressive education or uh, self-directed education, you know, because uh, as we said before, or as I said before, you know, um, if I have never been exposed to something you know, uh, by 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 somebody else, then I may not consider that. If I actually um, have the beauty of being exposed to something, I just make an example. I remember, you know, in 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 in, the, in one of the former schools of my son, you know, he was exposed to concert. You know, he was seven at the time. I remember, or six or seven, uh, exposed to concert of a of an orchestra of young people in his school, you know, and, and that, uh, stayed with him so much that he came home and he said, I want to learn to play the violin. You know, I want to learn that because I saw these young people and, and uh, that was fascinating. So he started to learn the violin and if he hadn't been exposed to that uh, experience, he may not have learned the violin. So he started to learn the violin and the piano and so forth. And this is what also School Beyond Limitations is doing, just opening. It's actually being a guide at the side of the students, right? Mm -hmm. It's being guiding them um, towards, you know, towards uh, what else is possible exactly towards uh, um, more more options and uh, in more more in-depth options and uh, towards uh, learning from one another as well because they realize how much they bring to the table mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, just one of our students has has just turned into such an amazing uh, art teacher 
right? And art history teacher that uh, the students, they, you know, some of the students, they, they, they even contact me now and say, wow, I would like to do this like this student because of that. And that, and this is, you know, this is this kind of um, um, chain effect, you know, mm-hmm. that, 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 that just uh, starts taking off and, mm-hmm. And and it's not it's not forced, you know. It's not forced. It's actually presented. It's an invitation, you know. There is an invitation mm-hmm. to look at this, you know. And that's why we also come together in um, as as a as a group as a physical group in different countries in Europe, so that they realize also the coming together experiential moments are so important, you know, to get to know one another, but also to focus on specific themes that are so valuable for that specific place or country you know mm-hmm. we started the school year uh, as you as I mentioned to you in Zurich you know with lots of different um, you know um, challenges uh, due to the coronavirus uh, requirements but we did it anyway and it was such a great thing to see you know uh, what 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 that meant to the students you know to being f- to seeing one another and and then to also immerse themselves in a context uh, that is based on direct democracy democracy right mm-hmm. and and you know they, they they were amazed in you know they, they got a lot of uh, um, you know um, possibilities to learn about that and and uh, historical data and and I remember one of our workshops was based on on uh, historic uh, historical tour uh, throughout Zurich and at the end it took three hours and at the end of that tour the students all of them were saying can we continue because it's been so interesting you know <laughs> that, that's very different from the the historical tour of Washington DC yeah. that yeah. Uh, I, I went on as a, as a student so uh, that's impressive if that's true. <laughs> if you had no, a 100% success rate with a, a, a walking history tour of the city. Yeah, of course it depends on the on 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 the tour guide, right? It was just a tour guide that that, that fits so well, you know, the spirit of Scorpion limitations and it was all based on you know, on on a storytelling inquiry, uh, asking questions, and you know, and was was a person who would take all the questions in immediately, mm-hmm. and who would di- di- divert, you know, what she initially wanted to do, uh, and 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 just take that in, and and this is what's happening. It's based on inquiry, you know. So uh, this mm-hmm. person has this question, and that uh, that 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 uh, uh, leads to another question by another person, you know, and still, you know. You can bring it then back to 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 a broader to a broader context again. But uh, really, I mean, I'm talking about uh, our youngest student uh, is nine, right? And the oldest student at the time, because no, not all of of the students were able to come, uh, was 15, and they all came and said, you know, can we just eat something and continue? Yeah, and that's that's what learning is all about at the end of the day, that you don't get bored, but that you just get want to 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 know more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Martina, if people would like to learn more about school beyond limitations or about you, what is the best you know thing for them to do? Where, where can they find you online? Well, we have, uh, of course, an internet page, a web page, which is called, uh, I mean, school-beyond-limitations.com. Then we have also a YouTube channel, always under School Beyond Limitations. We have a Facebook fan page. We are on LinkedIn. Um, you can also um, get in touch with me directly, you know, so by just dropping, you know, an, an email to hello. Uh, at school minus uh, beyond minus limitations.com. And yes, I'm happy. I'm happy to talk to anybody who is really seriously interested. But on our webpage, you know, I think one finds already uh, a clear insight about yes. what School Beyond Limitations is doing. And also on our, you know, if somebody's more interested in looking at videos, uh, have a look at our uh, YouTube channel. We have quite a number. We are also on Instagram, you know, um, of course. 
years and yeah and and just have a look and and feel whether this could be something for your child and if that were the, to be the case then just uh, get in touch with me or with us i uh, would be happy to talk further thank you so much for being on the show martina this was a very interesting discussion Thank you, Blake. It's been very interesting, and it's you know I, I always uh, am amazed of what what can be created in such a wonderful uh, conversation. Thank you for this. Thank you.